Hi, and welcome to Cause Pods. I'm your host, Matthew Passy. Here on the podcast, we have one simple mission to highlight the amazing folks who are using podcasts as a way to raise awareness for good causes, whether it's a nonprofit they work with, a charity they support, a social justice campaign they're championing, a medical condition they're battling, or someone who is just looking to make a positive impact on their local community, their state, the country, or the world. These are podcasters with a positive mission. Along with raising awareness for our guest's favorite cause, we're also going to see if we can raise some money to support their efforts. So make sure you check out the show notes for each episode at causepods.org to learn more about what they're doing and how to help them achieve their goals. Very excited to not only be recording in person with my guest today, we're using the new podcasting studios that are in Staples stores and their new Staples Connect studio spaces. But I'm also delighted because this particular guest also happens to be someone that I work with on a regular basis. He is a client of mine. His name is Jason Jacobs. He is the host of a podcast, My Climate Journey. And as you can tell from the title, his cause is all about climate and bettering our planet. Jason, thank you for joining us here on Call Spots today. Matthew, thank you for having me, and thanks for all the work that you do for my climate journey as well. You are quite, quite welcome, and no, I did not pay him to say that here on this podcast. <laughs> so you, I mean, literally, it's my climate journey, right? You are talking about your evolution of getting into this fight to help save the environment, help save the planet, help make, you know, for a better world for the next generation and beyond. But take us back, like what brought you to this spot? Where, Like, why did you decide to get involved? Where, you know, how did your background lead you here? Well, climate change has always been a concern of mine, dating back to growing up when I was a kid and the hole in the ozone layer and, and things like that. It was, it was always just a a concern area of mine, but I was never really mobilized around it. And I've been a longtime entrepreneur. My last company was a fitness app company. We built one of the biggest digital fitness communities. We were acquired by one of the big sneaker companies. And coming out of that ride, I was in a fortunate position where I had some flexibility as I thought about what I did next. And climate has been such a big concern of mine. It's a long-term problem. And meaning the only people that really have the the luxury to think about long-term problems are are not that many, and it is a luxury. And so I felt a duty to work on it because it was such a big, I, I was so concerned about the problem and I didn't know how my skills could help when I didn't even really understand what needed to be done. But coming in a little over a year ago, I just said, I'm going to learn. And so I started learning and that led to kind of a monthly update list of all the people I was talking to. And uh, I mean, that led to a nice virtuous cycle to get introduced to more people as I covered more ground. But then my old friends from Silicon Valley started reaching out and wanting to know what they should do. And I said, well, I don't really know what you should do. Otherwise, I'd, I'd be doing it instead of learning all day long, right? But I wish you could be a fly on the wall for all these great discussions I'm having. So that's kind of the, the nature, the origin of the podcast was just to kind of turn my learning journey into a public learning journey. Wow. All right. So why, of all things, to do this, did you think that a podcast was the way to go? Well, I was having so many great discussions and literally it was like, gosh, I wish you could just be a fly on the wall for these discussions. So And so the thought was, why don't we just have these same discussions, but just stick mics in our hands? And I'm not media, like this is not, you know, this is not about entertainment or clicks. It's, it's just trying to learn. And so the editing is light. The, it's what you see is what you get. And the podcast is a great medium because it is so intimate and really helps people feel like they're there and they get to know me and the guests in a way that other mediums don't provide. 
Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different types of podcasts, but you know, one of the formats that is super successful is the interview. And it's because really good interviewers, really good podcasts are basically people having really great discussions that just happen to get picked up on mic. If I'm a listener to your show, it feels like I'm driving down the road and you and your guests are just happen to be in the backseat talking about whatever the topic is of the day. And I just get to be there for a discussion that normally I wouldn't have access to. And that's what your show definitely feels like. Yeah, it's really interesting because what, so the progression of my climate journey is that, you know, it started with this newsletter and then it led to the podcast. And with the podcast, what I found with the podcast is that my inbox started becoming a fascinating place because there were these people that tended to either be people like me who were looking to reorient their careers around this problem or people that have been working on the problem for a long time, but wanted a fuller perspective. And they were really engaged and really great that this podcast existed. So my inbox was fascinating, but none of these people knew about each other. So I recently, in the last few months, I set up this Slack room. For anyone that doesn't know Slack, it's basically just like this kind of private online collaboration tool where the listeners and guests were now all in the same digital room. And that's turned into a really amazing place now where it's vibrant, engaged, open source projects are coming out of there, teams are getting formed, local meetups are starting to happen in cities all over the world. And so now I'm starting to think about physical events, but the the podcast was really kind of the wedge that made all of this possible and will continue to be a very important piece of the platform long term. I think you, you know, symbolize this well. I have a couple of other clients that really the podcast itself, like it's great that people listen. It's great that you get downloads, but having a podcast itself creates networking opportunities, right? There are certain people in the world who you want to ask questions of, you want to talk to, you want to get access to. And if you're just like, Hey, you have an hour to talk on the phone, they'd be like, who are you? But if you then invite them onto a podcast, all of a sudden it's like, Oh, sure. I would like to use your platform in order to share my ideas, get the word out. And so it can become this great networking tool that can turn into so much more. And it seems like that is almost like an incidental consequence of what you've been doing. Well, here's how I eyeball who the good guest will be. It's like, if I see someone that is doing something interesting. So for example, let's say like I'm trying to get the chief environmental officer from Microsoft to come on the show because Microsoft just had a big announcement that they're going to be, you know, net negative with emissions and a big robust plan and and everything else. And so the one, it's like that story in itself is interesting, but two, there's a lot of other companies out there that are Microsoft size that have not been similarly bold with their initiatives. And so the message to that guy is, hey, here's a platform not only to tell your story, but your audience is all the other people in your seat at all these other big companies that you want to similarly step up their game. And you can hit them right between the eyes and make your case for why they should be doing it too. And so same thing if I see someone doing really great grassroots advocacy, it's like, hey, your audience is all the other grassroots advocacy groups because you want them, you know, the ones that are coming at your cause from different angles, like help get them inspired and learn from your techniques so that they can go and apply them and have a bigger impact in the fight. And so the audience is different in that way for different guests that come on, but it's always thinking about if I find goodness that's happening, how do we get more of it? And using the podcast as a vessel to help educate others and inspire them to get into the fight. I mean, I'm sorry that this is only an audio medium because you can probably hear it in Jason's voice and maybe a little bit in, in when he's in the table, but like you are so animated about this. You are so excited about this. I know even when we first got started, you were always excited about the topic, but I feel like this podcast and this community that you've built and the Slack group and all the relationships. And I can just hear the excitement in the fight itself. So I'm curious, where do you stand today? Like 
what has changed from, you know, episode zero to at the time that we're producing this, you know, maybe we're sharing episode like 50 ish. I think we've got like 80 or 90 in the can, but I think going live right now is around 50 or 60. So like what have been some, some things that have come out of you having this podcast and in the fight for climate change? Yeah. So, well, when I first was going to launch the podcast, I was thinking about it more kind of masters of scale style where it was about storytelling from the individual guest. And what I realized just before launching was that the common thread in all of this was the journey. And so I called it my climate journey and that was the name of the podcast. But the way things have evolved is that my climate journey is not a podcast. My climate journey is a journey, but it's even kind of bigger than that. It's, it's MCJ, right? And it's kind of, it's an ethos, right? And it, it's attracting a certain kind of person into this growing tribe. And that ethos is about determination to solve the problem. It's about ambition in terms of the type of impact you hope to have. It is about a collaborative spirit. So let's see, I got to get all of them. Determination, ambition, collaborative spirit. Gosh, I'm missing. There's a fourth. Oh, am I, and I'm going to blank on air and it's going to eat at me and it's going to hit me when I'm, when I'm walking back to the office. But what's been nice about the movement is that it is resonating equally to people that are the new blood coming in and to people that have been in the fight for a long time. And so if you look at the Slack room as an example, there's this kind of disciplinary cross-industry, cross-functional collaboration group that's emerging. And that connective tissue is so important. That's what my climate journey stands for. So directionally, everything that I go on and do as the platform evolves will be about kind of serving that mission and helping mobilize more of those people, get them deployed effectively and maximize the impact that collectively we can all have on the problem. So, oh, I figured it out. So it's collaboration, ambition, determination, and optimism. Optimism, okay. Yeah. It's not a place you go to be Debbie Downer. It's a place you go to make things happen. Well, and I, I see your tweets and you talk about that a lot, that you're always so encouraged and pleasantly surprised that the tone of the people that you speak to are highly optimistic and they feel confident that we can do this, that we can stem the tide, turn things around and get to a better place in a lot of different facets of our world that will better the planet, better our environment. Well, let's use a sports analogy. So if you're down 21 to three going into the- the This sounds like a recent Super Bowl in the local market. I'm just, just saying, it sounds like it. Yeah, but the point is, if you're that coach going into the locker room, like, what's the message? Like, we suck and we should all go home? No, it's like, we got to rally the troops, right? And like, whether you have a chance of coming back or not, like, you're going to leave it all on the field and you're going to fight. So to be honest, it doesn't matter when people say, why do you even bother? You know, this is a lost cause or we can't control it. It's like, look- whether we can or we can't, it doesn't matter. We're going to get up every day and we're going to fight. And by the way, I happen to believe there's a whole lot we can do. And the further I get in, the more I realize that the issue is not that there aren't things we can do and that we don't know what they are. The issue is getting out of our own way and actually doing them. Wow. So somebody listening to this, they're not a VC. They're not Silicon Valley. They're not an executive on a big board. They're just, you know, average somebody, 40-hour work week. Maybe they've got a family, a couple of kids. They're bothered by climate change. They're bothered by the climate deniers. They're bothered by, you know, what is happening and they feel like they could do more, but feel limited. So what's that first step they could take? You know, what do you encourage people to do to get in the fight, even if it can't be at the highest level, but just to start their own journey? 
Yeah, a lot of people just look for, it's like offset my emissions and then I can just go live all the ways that I normally live. Or I vote and so I vote and therefore I've done my part. Or I drive a Tesla, right? And Or I use paper straws. And the, the reality is that it is more of an awakening that once you understand that our entire global economy was built without factoring in the dependencies and the toll that it's taking on the planet that we rely on to keep life sustainable and thriving, then it's like, oh, Everything needs to change. That doesn't mean I'm not going to fly. Like, I'm not going to eat meat. Like, those are, that's one kind of piece of it. But it's like the most important thing you can do is educate yourself. It's learn and it's talk about it. And of course, vote and put pressure on your employer to clean up their act and put pressure on your local elected officials to, you know, to put policy in place and, you know, support philanthropic organizations that are doing important work and things like that. But before you even get to any of that stuff, it's like understanding that there's no silver bullets and there's no kind of tactic that makes it go away. It's like understanding the nature of the problem and talking about the nature of the problem, I think is a really important first step that a lot of people just miss. So what's the best resource? Like if, if somebody right now listening to this, tell them like, where is a couple of spots they should bookmark, check out, like go to right now, other than, you know, myclimatejourney.co. Besides that, where else are we going? Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about my climate journey, it's, it's not a sales pitch, but it's, it is really comprehensive in terms of there's, I mean, I think right now it's kind of high seventies in the episodes that we've published and each one is around an hour in length. That's a lot of content and there's a big tax, but for the people that are really committed, that is a great way. And there's transcripts as well, but that's one way, but there's also the drawdown is an interesting place to start put out by project drawdown. It's a book that kind of walks through the different solution areas and how to kind of stack rank them. There's a both a movie and a book called Merchants of Doubt that starts to understand kind of the psychology and tactics of climate denial and what goes into that. There's some great newsletters. So Heated is one that I recently subscribed to. It's a new newsletter that came out. Emily Atkin is the journalist who started that publication. But I find, you know, Guardian, Vox is another news source that, that publishes high quality stuff. I mean, there's unfortunately, there's no one kind of catch all, but there's a lot of different places that are doing high quality work. Bloomberg just got came out with a climate, a dedicated climate focus for their publication. So there's more quite frequently as well. Okay. And now I didn't tell you this ahead of time. So what we like to do on cause pods is not only do we want to raise awareness for good causes and for the podcasts that support them and for the hosts and whatnot, but we also like to attach a donation link to each of the episode. And so is there a particular 501c3 or even yourself that we, you know, can drive people to go to if they want to get in the fight, make a couple of donations, like start there? Yeah. So I'm going to plug a couple. So one of them is an organization called Environmental Voter Project. And what's interesting about that organization, is, and that was one that we did an episode with as well, but they've identified that there's 10 million people in the United States who have climate environment as their number one cause who are eligible to vote and do not vote. And their purpose is just to get those 10 million people to the polls. That's what they do. That's what they stand for. That's their job. If they can ever do that, they'll put themselves out of business. But I think that's an important <laughs> cause and they're doing great work. And the other one is an, an organization called Climate Neutral. And that organization is about helping brands that want to become carbon neutral to get there and then actually a certification process so they can kind of have the, the certification that they can proudly display that shows that they're a carbon neutral brand. Awesome. All right. Well, we will put yeah. links to both of those in the show notes. We'll obviously put links to My Climate Journey, the podcast, the website, everything so you can connect with Jason and become part of the movement. But last thing I always ask everyone is somebody else who's thinking about launching a podcast, want for a good cause, 
right? Like this isn't about making money. This isn't about building up their business, but you know, what's a piece of advice or what's something you learned the way about podcasting that, you know, you'd want to give to the next person to, to help them on their journey here? Yeah. I think the biggest thing is just get going, get yourself in a, in a shipping mindset. And that means just like putting yourself out there. And the first few times it's super hard, but then you start building up those muscles and getting thicker skin. And it just gets to be like muscle memory. And the more comfortable you get with that, it's not about whether you're good or not. It's about doing the reps. And so it's more important to get started than it is to be perfect. I love it. Jason Jacobs, host of My Climate Journey. Learn more at myclimatejourney.co. And again, we'll have links to that as well as those two charities that we talked about just a few minutes ago. Jason, thank you so much for coming out here and joining me here on Cause Pods. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cause Pods. I want to take a moment and thank the newest team member, producer Caroline Quash, who does an amazing job with scheduling of guests, finding particular guests, making sure that everything gets posted properly and making sure that everything, she just helps to keep the trains moving. I don't know if I can continue to do this project without her. So thank you, Caroline, for everything you do. And again, if you've been inspired by the work of our guests, please check out the show notes in your podcast app or at causepods.org. There you will find links to their work and a special donation link to support the cause. From there, you can also follow and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Follow us on social media and join the special Facebook group dedicated to you folks who are producing podcasts for a cause. So if you're already producing said podcast or if you're thinking about launching one, join the group. We have provided some resources. We're going to look to provide even more. And hopefully we're going to arrange some special nonprofit pricing of various podcast service vendors to help you with your venture and keep you under budget. And lastly, if you are a cause potter, someone who produces a podcast for a cause and want to join me for an interview, please, please check out the form at causepods.org. Once approved, we'll schedule you for a chat and share the amazing work you do with the CausePod audience. Thanks again and see you next time on CausePods. Pods.